No ketchup. No ketchup. What's really good, my people? Welcome into No Catch Up Sports Talk via Chicago. I'm your host, Sean Little. Big Nick the Quick with me as always. NFL Week 8 is in the books. We're going to talk about what we liked, what we did not like. We'll then get into the trade deadline. Roquan, our guy from Chicago, gets moved to Baltimore for a two and a five. Is that the right move? Is it worth it? We'll get into it. I'm not even going to jump off, go crazy on the intro. Then we're going to go into the NBA. A couple of the superpowers, the big dogs. I'm talking the Heat. I'm talking the Golden State Warriors. I'm talking the, uh, the Brooklyn Nets are struggling. We're going to talk about those squads. If they can get it turned around, who we're most confident that can get it turned around. We'll go into that. We'll talk the details there. And then we'll go into Kawhi, Tyrese Max. He's going crazy. Couple things on the docket for the NBA. Stay locked with us. No catch on Sports Talk Bay Chicago. Let's get into it. Big Nick the Quick, what's good? How we doing? I mean, we got to start off. Yeah, go ahead. Go I was ahead. Just, nah, go ahead. Go ahead. I was man, just going to re- say it. Rest in peace, take off, man. We can't we can't get it going yeah. without saying rest in peace, take off, man. It's yeah. uh, some wild shit, wild shit to wake up to this morning. Yeah, take off will be coming through the speakers um, all day today. Uh, absolutely tragic gun violence is it is what it is man it's been it's been rampant for a while now continues to be uh a major issue man so yeah rest in peace take off third of the migos or i asked the migos went down to two but that's quavo's guy thoughts thoughts for my guy quavo too he's gonna be going through it pretty bad for the next for probably the rest of his life so for sure, Sean, his, his kids, his family, yeah, mother, everybody, everything. man, it's crazy, crazy. Make sure you tell everything. your people you love them. One hundred percent. So, first of all, you need to go get an espresso asap, G. Nespresso, Nespresso, dog. I'm telling this cup of coffee I've been making every day. Whew, it's the best. It's like it's it's better than going up the street and paying seven dollars. I'm not even kidding. So I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not trying to flex, but uh, we had the Nespresso for like the last five six years, oh. and then oh, uh, and oh then, you said it like that that and shit. Then, and, then, oh, and, then, and then and then last year for Christmas, uh, I decided to upgrade my girl with the full on the full on espresso yeah. machine. So yeah. I went and got one of those Breville joints where I mean you got the thing where you turn yeah, so yeah, background yeah. That she used shit to work too much work dog it's not really bro it that makes shit the best coffee it makes you the best makes do the best all co- this shit. listen makes, listen hold on hold on it makes the best coffee in the world number one number two she used to work at Starbucks back in the day so she knows how to do them uh so it's funny you say that but yeah no she get the and listen work. man no get I'm the Breville get the Breville get the Breville barista express and don't look back. Jay, what up, baby? I owe you a text, man. I've been super busy, bro. I apologize. I got to hit my guy, Jay, back. What's sure, up, man? I got Jay Appreciate Holloway, you tuning man. in, my boy. Yeah. Oh, Jay, you still on it. Twitter, man? We'll see Jay on Twitter in a minute, man. Sports and Shoes, man. Yeah, yeah, fuck it. Sports and Shoes on Twitter in a minute, man. If you know, Twitter, let me know, man. All right, man. Let's get into it. Speaking we of Twitter, gonna... wait. Did you see that I followed you yesterday? Randomly, yeah. so yeah, dog. I don't yeah, know what did, happened. <laughs> so you liked my shit. I clicked on your page, and it's like follow back. I'm like, wait, what? So yeah. I don't know, man. Obviously, yeah, I, I was following you before. That. I was following you before, and somehow <laughs> I became unfollowed, man. So 
don't know what happened. I figured it was just like a tweak. I some, have no some type idea. Of, some yeah. type of tweak in the algorithm. I had to so like double take and make sure it wasn't like an imposter Sean Little on there. I'm like, who is this Sean Little account? Because I swear I was following. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all good. All right, let's get into it, man. NFL Week 8's in the books. Things are starting to shape out. I don't know if I've ever – the the league seems very solidified to me. That's two teams really? in the league of the Buffalo Bills and the Eagles. The second-best team in the AFC is the Chiefs. The second-best team in the NFC is – I guess that's up for debate. We could talk that's about a, yeah. Dallas. We could talk about Minnesota. For me, that's then, where it's not solidified. So I think it's funny that you say that. Like, obviously, Buffalo is the best team, uh, the best team in the NFL right now, hands yeah. down. And I was actually going through stats today. I didn't realize. First off, shout out our guy, Les Frazier. Look, we know Josh Allen, the whole program there, Stephon Diggs. They do their thing, um, even though they had a rough game on Sunday. But you look at that defense. Yo, their defense has allowed 98 points this year. By far the lowest in the league, right? So even in a game like Sunday, where they're struggling a little bit, especially in the second half, their defense has been incredible. Like, so when you add that type of defense with that offense, like, yeah, hands down, Buffalo's the best team in the NFL. But I think after that, it gets murky. Like, especially in the NFC. Especially in the NFC. Like, I get it, man. Like, you know, go ahead. I, I guess more of what I was saying is that I was thinking, I because I, I didn't really dig deep into the rest. I'm talking about, I, I don't know if this early in the season, it's been solidified that the number one seeds for the playoffs are basically locked. Buffalo beat Kansas City in Kansas City. They're going to have that tiebreaker. They're going to win 14 games, like I've been saying since the beginning of the year. And the Eagles over under win totals literally on DraftKings right now, 14 and a half. That's crazy. So they're going to win the NFC and be the – I don't know if they're going to win the NFC. They're going to be the number one seed in the NFC and, and, and rep that side of the conference at the top, have home field advantage, the whole thing. This early in the year, I don't know if I've ever said that about two teams that are clear, far and away, the best teams in their conference. That's more of what I was getting at. But, hey, you're right. It gets a little murky on on this side of the of the NFC card. Well, three of the four teams <laughs> three of the four teams in the NFC are, are from the NFC East, which is crazy. Yeah. Wild. Um, well, also, though, and, like, I, I almost pushed back on that a little bit because no one would have seen uh, Cincinnati – I'm not talking. I'm just saying, as far as like knowing who's who's going to show up where, no one would have had Cincinnati going on that run that they went on towards the end of the year last year. Yeah. So I feel like there's still a lot of football to be played. I hear you on the Eagles and Bills thing. It doesn't seem like anything's going to knock those two off. Those know, are the two number one seeds, bro. And then yeah, when you get into That's the it. NFC, it's funny you say that because it's like it's almost like it doesn't matter how many games the Vikings win. Is anybody actually believe in the Minnesota? Nobody cares. I've never seen a six and one team get less love, and they won again on Sunday. Like I was thinking this on Saturday. I'm like, man, they're five and one, and they get no love. They win again on Sunday. I watched Get Up and First Take for four hours yesterday. Not not a segment. Not a a no purple. No purple. Not a mention. (laughs) Not a mention at all. So six and six (laughs) and one, and the only loss is against guess who? The Eagles. The Eagles, yeah. So it's not like they, <laughs> it's not like they lost. They got a stinker in there and lost to a really bad NFC team. They lost the, to the best team in the conference. They're six and one. They're gonna win their division. They're in an easy division, they're trash division, division at this point. Yeah, like they're gonna walk into the playoffs. And, and no uh, one said a word no about one them. Said a peep about this team. I brought this up yesterday. We were talking Halloween themes and who's spooky, who's not, what's scary. 
And I brought up the Vikings. I, my, my first, my first thing I brought up was the Niners and how adding the addition of Christian McCaffrey can get kind of can can make them spooky because we know how Kyle Shanahan gets down on offense with him, Debo, all those weapons. A guy, uh, uh, he utilizes his weapons very, very well. So yeah, that's my spooky. man's throwing touchdowns on Sunday. <laughs> yes, that's that's spooky to have McCaffrey down there in San Francisco right now. But then. Minnesota's kind of spooky. Listen, they, they're 6-1. and one. They're now winning close games. That was the big knock on them, right? They would get in close games. They would lose all the time. Now they're winning close games. They're, they're, they're a good team at home. And they've been doing this without Justin Jefferson going crazy. Yeah. I'm, uh, let, me, let me double check really quick if he scored this week. But he hasn't he scored. started off the season crazy, and then he's been real, real quiet since he then. Hasn't, he hasn't scored. Going into Sunday, he hadn't scored in like in like four games or something like that. So they have been playing really well. Kirk is doing his thing. They're Very putting a lot steady. less on Kirk. That's you know, in the they, you can say in years past they put way too much in, on Kirk, and we know what happens if you put too much on Kirk. So yeah, absolutely. Well, it's just very steady, Eddie. Man, keep him yeah. out of the keep him out of prime time. Yep. No touchdowns again for Justin Jefferson. He only let's see. I think he has. I want to say he has two on the year. Yep. Something like that. So going through Dalvin Cook, he's been healthy. Dalvin Cook's been cooking. Yeah, he Defense has two playing t- better. Yep. Justin Jefferson has two two TDs on the year. He had 10 last year. So they're they're even doing it without him getting in the end zone. Say what you want, man. And that was a team with bad coaching the last few years. I've been saying Mike Zimmer was a brutal head coach. He was he was he was one of those guys that was hundred percent on my list of why does this man still have a job? So you gotta you gotta give a shout out to O'Connell as well. Now, obviously, and I think this is kind of tying to my McCaffrey point, but obviously it's a down year for several teams in the NFC, right? So when I first saw that McCaffrey trade, I think we talked about it. I was like, no way. You gave up way too much for a running back, especially a guy who has They still did, for sure. Especially a guy who's never healthy, right? Had a ton of different health issues. Especially when you got a guy like PJ Walker at the helm, they might win the Super Bowl next year. Shout out, PJ. Shout out the Panthers. Shout out PJ Walker. Shout out Steve Wilkes. Shout out PJ and the the Panthers. Black coach, black quarterback combination. Yeah, they said PJ. Did you see that next gen stat that said PJ had the longest throw air yards they've seen in the NFL like last ten years? It went on that last throw to DJ Moore. It was like seventy air yards or something. It was the longest throw. No, shout out, shout out like PJ, though, years. man. He's nice. Shout out PJ, man. Hey, the Panthers have always been a friend of the black quarterback, man. So shout out Carolina yeah, shout Panthers out, over man, there. Man. Um, But, so, yeah, I mean, obviously when that trade happened, man, you and I are both on the same page with running backs. You're a little bit harder on it. But, like, you don't want to give up a lot. You don't, you don't want to extend them. Like, whatever, right? You don't want to waste a lot of resources on running back. With that being said, for San Fran, in a year when the Packers are down, the Rams are down, the Bucks are, are down, right? These are three of the teams that have been three of the best teams in the NFC over the last four or five years. The Packers, Rams, or three years, Packers, Rams, Bucks, right? Those three teams are down. If you're San Fran, man, I got no problem with going for it. Like, fuck it. Like, hey, look, we think we have an opportunity this year. We know we can win games with Jimmy G. We know we can get into deep playoff runs with the team that we have right now. We know we have a defense. We trust our play calling. And there's a guy out there that we believe can take us to the next level. And like you said, fits into exactly what we want to do as far as some of the different gimmicky thing and the great play calling. 
And that game Sunday, there was no Debo Samuel. Imagine when Debo Samuel and McCaffrey are both out there, and you got two weapons like that, and an yeah. NFC, again, that's down without some of these powerhouse quarterbacks that you're going to have to worry about come uh, wintertime in the playoffs. Fuck it. Go for it. Again, you gave up too much, but when we talk about these windows and whatever they got going on, who knows what happens going forward with this team? The Jimmy G situation's up in the air. Trey Lance is hurt. You got to go for it this year, so I got no problem with that. Um, so, yeah, man, I, I just think with the NFC being down and the Vikings are obviously taking advantage of that as well, man. The Green Bay is – we thought every year Green Bay is going to win this division. They're going to run away with it. It's easy. I think that that's another thing that's kind of masked some of the – That was really naive Packers. of us, by the way. Yeah. The, yeah. the Vikings was the clear bet to win the division. I think it was plus 150 or something, so too. this is the stat that I saw uh, before we hopped on. I was like, I'll say it to you. Do you know the Bears have scored 10 more points this year than the Green Bay Packers? That's crazy. That dude, That's that, crazy. That the Packers, Packers scored that 125 Packers, points in eight games. That Packers offense is absolutely brutal. Trash. Man. Yeah. Trash. It's, it's terrible. It's really, really bad. I for how the Bears started, for you to say that though is crazy. I, I didn't it's I didn't crazy. realize I didn't realize they scored 10 more points. But we yeah, scored that's 10 a, more points than them. We scored 10 more points than the fucking Buccaneers. It's crazy, man. So, like, yeah, that just kind of solidifies the point of if you're one of these NFC teams, yeah, fuck it, go for okay, it. Okay, so let me ask you go this. Let me ask you this. Is No Brady, is, no Rodgers, no Stafford. Who Would you take the Niners or the Eagles right now to get the number – or the Niners or the Vikings to, to be that number two in the NFC? Or are you taking somebody else? Are you taking Dallas? Yeah, I, I think because the Niners are already four and four, you're talking about a three-game gap between those two teams. It's more likely that the Vikings would get it. But I also know Kirk. I, I I don't believe you know me. I don't believe in Kirk Cousins. So the Vikings and me are always shaky. I yeah. don't talk about the Vikings as six and one, right? Because to me, you're if Kirk Cousins is one of those guys See where you're just kind of always, yeah, you're always waiting for the other shoe to drop. Like you know what's gonna happen. He's shaky. He has a career of being shaky. This is not a young man. He's been in the league for a long time. <laughs> he has a he has a history of shakiness. So, like, yeah. for that, I, d- I don't trust it. So, if you want to tell me, well, my my favorite two teams in the NFC would be the uh, would be the Niners and the Eagles. I think this Niners thing is dangerous. Because, again, there was no Debo there on Sunday. He was on the stadium, iced out like crazy. Yeah. Um, shout out Debo spending some of that check. Shit, but, um, shout out Debo. If you no, just think I, about I'm the different you. ways they can use those two guys, like Debo, Samuel, and McCaffrey on the field at the same time. Listen. It's crazy. I could talk to you and Kittleback. I get, uh, yeah, I could talk to you for the next ten minutes about the Vikings being six and one. If they played the San Francisco 49ers on a neutral field, I'm giving up four points and I'm taking the Niners. Easy, <laughs> what? Easy. Yo, what? Look, if Vikings they played them, if they played them in fucking St. Paul, Yo, I'll, I'll lay the four. Look, and take the Niners. <laughs> the Vikings six and one, man. Only one they loss. Play them at Target Only, Field. <laughs> Only losses to the, the Eagles, man. They ain't getting no respect. All right, who you got? Niners, Vikings. Yeah, give me the Niners and I'll give you I'll give you three and a half. Don't trip. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So yeah, I, I think at the top of that NFC, it's clear far and away the Eagles. And it's everybody else. And then you can start slotting the Niners, Cowboys, and Vikings. But I think it's those, it's those three teams. I I, I, I almost want to say it's the I, okay, I'll give you my NFC power rankings right now. Number one is the Philadelphia Eagles. Number two is the man. Where do you slot the Seahawks? Right. Uh, number hey, two. Look, Gino is an MVP candidate. Number Orlowski two for said me. It yesterday, Gino is an MVP candidate. I like Seattle, and they got that home field advantage. 
Yeah, no, no one okay. likes going over to play there. No let one wants you, to go play there. Let me give you my NFC power rankings right now. I'll give you Philadelphia Eagles at one, San Francisco 49ers at two. At number three, give me the Minnesota Vikings. At four, give me the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. Five, give me the Seattle Seahawks. Done. I like that. Yeah. Those are the those are the five best teams in the Giant, NFC right now for me. So, in so that the, order. Gi- the, the Giants get no 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 love for the hometown Giants. Fra- huh? Fraudulent. Fraudulent. Okay. I faded them three straight weeks. They finally cashed in this this past week. They're not. That was a, that was a not, terrible. But that was a bad. That was a bad bad matchup for them. Again, nobody wants to go there. Yeah, I mean, no. Them, that's a, da- Daniel Jones going to the twelve was never going to work out well. I mean, they've had, <laughs> but they've had bad matchups the last few weeks, and they've somehow figured out a way to wiggle out of it. So yeah, but yeah, they're not a. Where would they fall? They would. They'd probably fall seven. They're down there by like Atlanta to me. They're like that. Like oh, that's how similar. Atlanta. Atlanta. I don't know if they are, bro. Division. I don't know if they're better than Atlanta. Barely, if they are. Yeah, you know what? Actually, I gotta give Atlanta some respect too. Uh, Mariota and, and uh, who's guy FedEx guy is doing his thing. So, I'm gonna yeah, tell you this: I, I would look. I would. I would take a look if you're looking for a little future to sweat the rest of the year. I would take a look at the New Orleans Saints to win the NFC South. That that's how I feel about the the whole thing. Tampa Bay is really really bad on offense. Is, is Jameis back? I couldn't. I didn't even watch that. No, nah, Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton is playing, right? and yeah. it looks like it looks like Jameis is available, and Andy Dalton's playing. So that's oh, wow. say, say what, is okay. Yeah, say what you want about that. So yeah, yeah. If they that, can get the defense in order. It looks like they they got on track this week. They blanked Las Vegas. But that's. I was just gonna say the Raiders are a fucking disaster, though. Yeah. Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels is the worst head coach ever. Yeah, Josh Kingsbury has. Yeah, also, it's Tuesday, and Cliff Kingsbury still has his job. I don't know. Yo, by the way, <laughs> there's so many McDaniel's and McDaniel, and you start to mesh them together. Like Mike, what's his name? Mike, the dude in Miami is Mike McDaniel's with an S. Yeah, I and then Mike McDaniel. I, it's no, it's no. with an S. I'm pretty sure Mike McDaniel's, the, and then the black dude. No, no, yeah, the, yeah, yes, well, yeah, almost disrespecting him, yeah, the black yeah, don't just, in Miami. We can claim, we can claim him. We can claim him. We can claim him. Hey, hey, we can claim. Hey, listen, bro, we told you what they got going on in Miami, bro. They got the black GM, yeah, the black the head black coach, dude. yeah, and yeah, the Mike brown quarterback, the black guy. My fault, my fault, my fault, and, my and fault. The cheetah, my fault. The yeah, 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 my bad, the best my player bad. in the NFL my right fault. now. My fault, my fault, and then yeah, um, don't disrespect Mike McDaniel. Like yeah, there's Josh McDaniel. He's, no, 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 Mike, it's, no, it's Mike McDaniel. So I'm looking up. It's Mike McDaniel and it's Josh McDaniels. It's so wait. It's Mike, Mike McDaniel. McDaniel in Miami. No, plural. Yeah, yeah, not plural. And then oh, Josh I've been, McDaniels. I've been, I've been doing it flip. See, yeah, you've been, I've been confused. It, man. Yeah. Okay, Josh McDaniels, Mike the bro- McDaniel. The brother is singular. It's brother White boy singular. plural. Yeah. Mike- <laughs> Shout out Mike McDaniel. He's been doing his thing. I love what he's doing in Miami. They've been yeah. cooking. Other so. than when he almost killed Tua Tungaloa. Uh, yeah. yeah. Tua Tungaloa. Yeah. Tungaloa, sure. another, another name. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Let's uh really quick. Let's talk about the uh, the AFC and then let's get into this trade deadline. Yeah. AFC is clear far and away. The Buffalo Bills right now. What? Not I mean, close. Tennessee Titans are five and two, which is disgusting. Well, hey, and great job by Vrabel starting a rookie quarterback at Malik Willis starting on Sunday and literally just fed Derrick Henry for four quarters, and they couldn't do anything, anything. about it. Not a thing. That hey, was a perfect not that a was thing. a perfect spot to, to perfect spot to start Malik and then just feed Derrick 
the Texans, one of the worst rush defenses in the league. They were like bottom, bottom 20, like yeah, it's t- it's tough for bottom five in DVOA that. against on rush defense. They're really, really bad on rush defense. So yeah, that was a dream, dream. Like Willis threw it eight times. It was a dream matchup for someone. That's th- those are those spots when you're looking to bet props yeah. and, and you're looking to make bets on the Derek NFL. Henry rush yards. Well, you look at the whole situation in its entirety. We have Malik Willis, who was a rookie in his first start at quarterback. Derrick Henry, we know how he gets down, grinds people out. And then, the tech, and then the Texans are one of the worst rush defenders in the league. Yeah. So there's that's when you want to look at taking oh. Derrick Henry over props. And I think it was at like 90. The backup 80, rush 80. for 83 yards. Yeah. So Henry that, had 219. Dontrell Hilliard had 83 yards. So, yeah, I mean, they were just gashing They were them. just killing them, yeah. I love that. I, you it know, might I, be I, time to look at the Texans for the worst record in the league at minus 115. I was looking at that yesterday as well. So Who's in the running? Shout out. Shout Texans, out, Lovey Ra- Texans, the Raiders. Texans, Raiders, Detroit. Detroit. I can't believe Detroit's one and six. I'm sick. <laughs> yeah, i love they, that guy man <laughs> they, they just they just lose they just they're, lose games man well they, they get just, up they get up in games and then they're deep it's the it's Derek golf that Derek aaron golf is good for 20 minutes and then yeah, i don't know how eric glenn has a job hey, that, great defense on hard is, knocks, that defense is terrible dog atrocious yeah that defense is terrible terrible yeah they give up 30 to everybody <laughs> Shout out Jamari. He said, "Yeah, we could." Uh, he said, "Quick got it right. We could claim my man down in Miami." So, yeah. oh yeah, we got uh, him. He's one of us. He's with us. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if they start losing, we'll, we'll come back to the table and, and, uh, and, and reconfirm. But yeah, Mike McDaniel with us. We claim two or two. <laughs> so, all right. Let me let me give you my AFC power rankings. Buffalo's one. Kansas City's two. Yeah. Then it starts to get kind of spooky because. Who's three? Baltimore, I guess. But I mean, do you believe in any teams outside of Buffalo and Kansas City in the AFC? No. Like Baltimore has Zero. massive holes. We saw the Bengals last night. They can't protect their quarterback. But remember, third down sacks don't matter. Literally um, zero. <laughs> I wish we had that Burrow clip. Third down sacks. <laughs> who cares about those? Uh, all right. Oh, <laughs> dude, the AFC has fourteen teams that have three or more L's. Well, what about Miami? So Tua was out for a few weeks, right? So with Tua back, is Miami a much better 13. team? Yeah, I mean they they're they're top five for me. So okay, let me. Their defense I'll give, isn't great. Defense I'll give isn't you my great. full my full. I'll give you Buffalo Bills, Kansas City Chiefs. Then I'll go Baltimore Ravens. I'll go Miami Dolphins, and then I will go. Man, it's ugly. Like it's Cincinnati so just ugly. got destroyed last night. Yeah, terrible. Right. So is it Tennessee? I, the Jets. You oh, like it's Tennessee. It's ten, I'm yeah, tripping. It's Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. I, it's got to be Tennessee. Yeah, it's Tennessee. I'm, that was petty, but yeah, I'll, get, I'll I'll put the Jets right behind Tennessee. The AFC is where it's 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 ugly. There's two teams in the AFC. It's a two horse race, and if we want to be if we want to be real, if we want to be real. It's a one horse race. I think Buffalo is, they, is fucking cruising to the Super Bowl. Where's the Super Bowl this year? Shit, Orchard Park. Orchard Park. Where's that? Is that where's that? That's uh, in Buffalo. No, no, no. I'm just oh, kidding. Yeah, I'm, I'm just say, kidding. Yeah, yeah, I don't know where the we're I, in Buffalo. I, I think it's in Miami. Okay, yeah. Maybe hey, I made that up. No, it's in, it's in Glendale. It's in Glendale. Okay, yeah, it's in Glendale. Going west. Yeah, it's boys in already going west. I, I was saying that before the year. Their main. I didn't think their defense was going to be this good. Their main thing coming into the year was they were going to try to get home field advantage, and if they got home field advantage, you don't want to play there in December. They, they were just going to. That's the that's mission number yeah, one. We yep. need to get Mahomes and those guys to come to our building. We and, need, uh, a, in we need January. a pass rusher, so we got Von Miller. Yep, we got Von, Von Miller. And then that's it. So yeah, they're they're super loaded. I think it's also time to look at 
if you don't already have a Josh Allen ticket to look at him for MVP, plus 125 last I looked. What, did it um, what was it at the beginning of the year? I think 350, something like that. 350, 400 maybe. That was free. I've got burned on a couple years in a row. Yeah. On, are on you my off MVP the MVP tickets. props? Man, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, Russ got you a couple. Mr. I feel Mr. Like Mr. Mr. Unlimited got you a few times. I know. And last year I was on the right side. I, I don't know how that even happened. Um, yeah. I had Brady. I ended up having to hedge out. Didn't you hedge out? Yeah. yeah, I hedged well, out. Raiders was the MVP through week 18. And then Rodgers Rogers took it at the end. So, yeah. Um. So, you got no, no faith in Cleveland when Deshaun comes back? Or no, do you think man, I haven't seen Deshaun play. I haven't seen Deshaun play football in two years. And I'm going to tell you this, man. Jacoby Brissett is solid. No, he's not. Uh, Jacoby he's Brissett solid, but he solid, makes bro. a lot of fucking mistakes. No, Jacoby that, that Brissett pick, is solid. The picky threw when he was getting sacked was egregious. The the quarterback play that I've seen this year, and you know what? I love. Jacoby. I'm allowed to say that Jacoby Brissett is solid because the, the quarterback play that I'm seeing in uh, across the league from Russell Wilson, Derek Carr, Lawrence. I'm looking at the list right now. Hey, wait, the, so the, can, dude, it's it's brutal. Mac Jones, like all these guys are bad. Can we have an honest conversation about Trevor Lawrence? Yeah, he's not good. Does he, does he suck? Yeah, he sucks right now. We know Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson sucks, right? We've already Zach, you're, dude. You're we told the, y'all the Zach is, Wilson the was book is closed on Zach Wilson. Man, we but told y'all Trevor that, Lawrence man. suck. Like, does he? Is he? He's he's not good. I thought Trevor Lawrence was going to walk in the league and change everything. Yeah, especially with Doug Peterson too. Like, that's a good situation to be in for him, and he hasn't it's capitalized. Got some he hasn't been looking very good. So, I mean, we know what we know about the the quarterback play. I mean, the quarterback play in Detroit has actually been solid. If you go look at golf numbers, it's actually it's been solid. So, but yeah, I think Jacoby Brissett is solid. Is is Taylor is, is Taylor Heineke solid? I love Taylor Heineke. You then know then Jacoby's solid. Hey, then. Taylor, you see Taylor Heineke win that game on Sunday? Yeah, what? He, he's not playing around. And his he, teammates he's love him, for bro. Years too, you saw after he scored that touchdown, Trace Young was coming off the sidelines to him. I like Heineke. Listen, man, to your point, as far as like I'm a lot, you're allowed to say that someone's solid. We are allowed to say after two years of watching this guy, two plus years of watching, he's solid. Heineke, he's solid. He will be in the league for a while as a backup. He's going to be one of those guys that'll be starting every now and then. If Geno Smith can make like a year eight resurgence, you can't count out Taylor Heineke. And Geno Absolutely. Smith is the MVP candidate. Let's give him his flowers again. My only knock on Geno is we didn't pay my mans for that flight. Other than that, you know, Geno needs to pay his debts. You know what I mean? And Buddy handled that. But Geno um, needs to pay yeah, his I forgot about that. You know that. what's funny about that situation? No one came out and supported Geno either. Like, even the head coach was like, yeah, Gino What was, was it? He the, didn't. Dude was it was like a to, rookie, right? Yeah, and he, Gino was supposed to come out to the guy's camp. Gino didn't come out to the camp, but the dude had paid for the flight, and G, and the dude was like, "Yo, just you know, hit me back with the three hundred for the flight." And Gino was like, "And Gino was like, nah." And then he saw yeah, him in nah. training camp, and he asked him about it. And Gino was like, "Fuck you, I'm not paying." And dude stole off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and no one had I Gino's forgot. back. You know what I reminded me of? about that? That's it true. It was like the it was like the Miritich situation when no one had Miritich's back. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yep. there's certain situations when you get hit and no one has your back. You know it was deeper than that. Like everybody had Jordan Poole's back, right? They're like, "Yo, yeah. Draymond was wrong," but no one was calling out that rookie who hit uh, Gino, or no one was calling out Bobby Portis. So, 
you know that that shit was deep. Pay your debts, yeah. you know. But other than that, man, hey, look, man, what do you say? They uh they wrote him off, but he ain't right back. They wrote me <laughs> off, but I ain't right back. I, did, I ain't did, right back. <laughs> did uh do we know if Gino paid him back? No, I don't think he ever somebody paid him get back. to I the think, bottom of that, man. I think, somebody... got, I think Dude got cut after he stole off a starting quarterback in training camp. I don't think. But you know, he's give my man his three hundred back. So, hey, send somebody, him a Venmo request. Somebody give my man his money back for the flight, man. Bread. Gino was, was petty for that. Yeah, that was petty. That was Super petty, petty for Gino. All right, let's talk about the trade deadline because we had a big move. Roquan Smith, the Chicago Bears, goes to Baltimore for a two and a five. I feel very strongly about this, and I, I've been reading about. You know, all all I've been reading all the articles. I've been reading all the tweets. I've been reading all the the reporters talk about the move. I I don't I don't love it, but I'll let you go first, Big Nick. Quick, what do you think about the move? The Bears get a two and a five for moving their best player on defense. Yeah. So obviously, my initial reaction on this deal is I was upset. Right? You see two and a five. You see Roquan out. When you look at the Bears team, and you know there's not a ton of talent. We're not. You know, we ship out our most talented player on defense and actually a player like when you look at the history of the last few years we haven't hit on too many draft picks right like Roquan was one of the few draft picks high draft picks that we were able to get right so obviously I was upset about that I talked to my pops he was disgusted disgusted with the deal had to get off the phone couldn't even talk to me anymore about it (laughs) um but man the more I started to look at it listen man we know this team if you go through it position by position on the Chicago Bears roster, we have holes at starters. We have holes in the backup. We have holes in our third string, guys. I count on offense. I think we want to replace potentially seven to eight starters on e- on offense, several on defense. We need to get an entirely new receiving core outside of Darnell Mooney. That costs money, right? So if they look at Roquan Smith and they say, that linebacker, that inside linebacker position is not a $20 million a year position for us, knowing that we have a lot of other holes to fill, and that's their evaluation. And again, Poles doesn't make this deal without Eberflus saying, yes, you can move on from this guy, right? And Eberflus is in charge of our defense. So if he's looking at Roquan, he's saying, hey, he's not Darius Leonard. He's not one of these guys. And in our defense, we don't need to pay a player like this $20 million, especially when that $20 million could be used on three offensive linemen, two receivers, however you want to chop it up. Um, plus adding the two draft picks, knowing that part of the reason that we're in the situation that we're in right now is that over the last three to four years, we've mortgaged all of our draft picks to try and win now. I don't really have a problem with it, man. It opens up more cap space. It gets us two more players that are young players that we can get in the system. And this is their plan, man. We got to trust their plan. Again, if they looked at all the positions, you know, at the beginning of the year and said this is the most valuable positions and they get to that inside linebacker and they say, no way we can pay this guy $20 million a year when we have to fill out, again, out of 22 starters, the Bears going to be placing 16, 15 of them potentially. Yeah, man, you need as much money as you can get. So the 20, I don't look at it just the 20 million, you know, or, or losing Roquan. I look at it gaining the $20 million in cap space that we can use to fill some of these other holes, especially if you look at the last three games and how Justin Fields has played. I know early on in the year, we talked a lot like, hey, maybe we're out on this guy. We don't know what it looks like. He's inaccurate. He's not that dude. Last three games, Justin Fields has been that guy, right? Justin Fields has been that guy. I think you are comfortable moving forward with this quarterback, understanding that if you put some better talent around him, it's going to look a lot better, especially after Sunday. I thought Sunday, as far as poise, the check, the boxes that we want to check, most boxes I've checked for Justin Fields all year. 
against one of the best pass rushers in the world. Absolutely. Right. So like, again, what do we say this year matters about checking boxes? Don't talk about the record. The Bears put up 29. It looked great. He was comfortable. The offense looked was was clicking defensively. We were just trash. We couldn't do anything with Tony Pollard. But look, man, if that's where you're at in your evaluation, you feel comfortable with your quarterback. And now you're saying, hey, we want to start putting some pieces around him, but we can't pay 20 million dollars to a non premium position. Well, there you go, especially when you have needs at the premium positions. At every premium position outside of quarterback, you have a need. You need a pass rusher. You need a left tackle. You need a playmaking wide receiver, right? You need another cornerback. Those are the four most important positions in football outside of the quarterback. And you need to fill gaps in all of those positions. So you need as much money as possible. I'm all in with it, man. Polls 2023. I understand what you're saying. I get it. Stack up, and, and it, it, it all looks so pretty, right? Stack up a bunch of draft picks. Look, Chicago, two, two, four, four. They got six, they got six picks in the first four rounds. Da 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 da. Roquan Smith is 25 years old. Now, let me let me preface this by saying this. If Poles and 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 Roquan and his people had a conversation of I'm not taking less than 20 million dollars. Don't show up to the table without $20 million per. Then I understand. And I don't know the details on that. But part of your job as a GM is to make this shit work out with 25-year-old all pros. Hey, Roquan, we can't get you 20, but we can get you 16 and a half, 17. We're going to build up an insane squad over here in Chicago. This is the plan. This is how we laid it out. We'll get you your money, but we can't get you $20 million per. That's part of your job as a GM. Giving up 25-year-old all pros where it's clear far and away the best, one of the one of the best at positions, one of the best at his positions in the league. I don't it doesn't sit right with me. I don't care about getting a two, a five. There's plenty of money to go around. And and everyone that I've that I've been reading and talking to, including yourself, pe- people act like the linebacker position just doesn't matter. Like a good linebacker. Oh, you just go getting anybody and fill it in. We, we got to spend money on wide receiver, a pass rusher. So wait, 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 bro. You still need good linebackers in the NFL. And he's clearly one of the best. So could you get a guy like Milano on Buffalo, who's one of the better interior linebackers in the league? He's making like 11 million. Sure, you can go find him. But I think you could still pay a guy like Roquan, who's 25 years old, 16 17 million and if you don't want to then then the the franchise tag is tough because then it starts to get up to 20 million dollars per for a linebacker that is really expensive i just don't like giving up all pros at 25 years old for a two and a five you better either smash the second round and the fifth round pick or you package that up and trade it for a big-time offensive lineman, a big-time wide receiver that could come in and help Justin Fields. I, I, I just wish – it doesn't – it seems like some, there's more to it to me. They don't like each other is kind of what it seems like to me. I, I, he wrote a three-page letter well, he, in the middle of fucking training camp. We were he wrote the, the three-page letter, dropped. and then after that, it was kind of like, yeah, we're not going to – don't worry. We're not getting this guy a deal. That's, it's like, that, that's it. That's all. I don't know the details on that, so I, I'm just speaking from – I'm just guessing a little bit, but from from my gut and my experience with these type of situations, just evaluating them over the years, seems like 
there's it's more than the the on field situation and the cap number and all that stuff. Well, I think. Look, man, you're saying, hey, look, unless they got to a point where they're in a room and he's saying, I want this and we're not going to give it to you. That's exactly what happened. That's what happened over the summer during the negotiations when he wrote that letter and he requested a trade. Let's not forget that this man requested a trade and that trade offer was never pulled off the table. I think they've been listening to offers on him since the day that he requested that trade. And they finally got to a point right now realizing the offseason we're not going to be able to sign a number for him that we're comfortable with. Right. He wants this. He's made it clear that he wants this. He's in the midst of another really good season. So it's not like he's going to say, OK, I'll take a little bit less. Right. The guys leads the league in tackles. Um, he's making plays on our defense. So we know that we're not going to get to that number where we value him at. And we just don't want to overpay. We have too many holes to overpay. I think it was less about getting the picks. Obviously, you want to get the picks. You got to get something back for him. It was more about clearing that space, going into the offseason with no distractions. Right? How much just- money do you want to clear, though? <laughs> Listen to this free because we're talking about we're t- the, the Bears are going to have Don't 100, me- the Bears right. are going to have one hundred thirty million dollars clear, absolutely in the cap. Listen to the wide receiver free agents next year: Nelson Aguilar, Sterling Shepard, DJ Shark, Randall Cobb, Marvin Jones, Julio Jones, Byron Pringle, Alan Lazard. Yeah, this is the bottom of the barrel of of wide receivers in the NFL. So that's the the, Maybe- the free agent. Go ahead. Well, but we just saw, okay, but here's the thing though, right? We just, those are the guys who are coming up as free agents, right? As we just saw this last offseason, the wide receiver market exploded and several guys were traded. AJ Brown was not a free agent, right? Tyreek Hill was not a free agent. Those guys wanted new deals and they saw the other deals going around and they demanded a trade and trades were worked out for those guys because they wanted no deals. So it's not like the NBA where it's like, oh, these guys are available and this is who you're choosing from. There's going to be other wide receivers that are going to want to get out of wherever they are because they want a new deal somewhere else and the Bears are going to be able to pop up and do that. Beyond that, it's not just the wide receivers and it's not top of the market for the Bears. The Bears have so many holes. They have to sign so many guys, right? They have to sign so many guys. And even in that list of guys, they've still got to be out there, man. Nelson Aguilar is better than any receiver we have on our roster right now, not Dame Darnell Mooney. Let's keep it real. And Aguilar is not good. But, like, so if you start talking like that, it's like, yeah, they have several different things. What about the offensive linemen that are available, right? Because we need to get three of those, at least. Outside of Tevin Jenkins and maybe Borum, who's starting on that offensive line going forward? Who? None of these guys, right? So you need to re-sign probably four offensive linemen. You need to go maybe look for another – you absolutely need to look for another tight end. You need to sign four wide receivers. You need to sign a playmaking pass rusher on defense. You need to find a tight end, though. You need to find – you need to sign another So we don't need any linebackers, right? Wait, wait, wait. Just so we're clear. Hold on. need one for 20 million? Just so we're clear. We don't need any linebackers. We can just – absolutely need So this is what we're going to do. We're gonna fill out the entire roster and then and then throw five million dollar linebackers in the in the in the core of the defense. Just so I'm clear, right? Well, We're gonna yeah, go probably, spend seven yeah. seven million dollars on. There's not a lot of Danny Trevathans running around. Like he was a great fill. Here's the minimum type dude, and he was so a solid like four linebacker. Four years. Oh, um, well, okay, but listen. So what would you rather do? Would you rather spend that money on inside linebacker or fill the rest of the holes, the gaping holes that are in this roster? You're watching this team every week. There are holes all over. We are playing at a deficit talent. So let, How so many guys just, are you no, carrying I, the next year that you see play every day on Sunday? Listen. How he, many? Uh, let me, okay. Has, has Roquan earned 16 or $17 million per year? It's not about what he's earned. It's about what he's worth to the team. Is, is he worth? Is he worth 16 or $17 million per year? 
Not if you don't value that position as a seventeen million dollar a year position. Okay. So what are seven? So I mean, Nick, there's Let's only three. There's only three million. There's there's only three seventeen what, what million are, positions what are, in, on the whole if, team. If you're looking at this Bears team, what positions do you value the most that we need right now? Wide Even receiver. without Roquan, okay. Offensive wide receiver, lineman. offensive lineman. What else? That's it. Defensive backs, corners. We don't need to. Cor- Jalen Johnson, number one course, corner. Of, yeah, he better be. He, okay. He, he's not. Isn't that okay. what he's how supposed about, to how be? How about pass rushers? How about defensive linemen, edge rushers, yeah, outside need, linebackers? We, yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, listen. We we talk about this all the time. So, In the NFL, you need a left tackle, you need a quarterback, you need a pass rusher, you need a corner. What, 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 are, what are outside of quarterback, what are two of the most three exp- expensive positions in the NFL? Left Nick, tackle and pass Nick, rusher. Nick, Those Nick, are the three most Nick, expensive positions in the NFL. Nick, so you can't spend $17 Nick, million on an inside linebacker. Nick, we have $140 million in cap space. Great. And we you're talking like we're gonna, and you're talking like we're gonna go fill out these positions with the best players in the NFL, and they're I gonna think, command twenty five, thirty million dollars per. What I'm saying what? is, you not only need to sign starters, you need to sign backups. There is nothing on this team. The cupboard is barren. I, I, no, one hundred percent. No I, draft. I, we haven't had draft picks the last four years, so you don't have a bunch of young guys that are filling out the depth of your roster. We listen outside of Darnell Mooney. Outside of Darnell Mooney, name me a receiver on our team that could play for a top 20 offense in the NFL. None. I mean, suit up. I mean, be available on Sunday. None. All the folks will get DMP'd weekly. They'd be practice squad guys, some of these guys. Yeah, Dante so, Pettis would not be getting looks. Would no. not be getting looks. Marcet Jones, Mark Set, whatever the guy, I didn't even know who the guy is. The guy could walk fucking <laughs> to my house right now and try to sell me cable. I wouldn't know who the fuck he is. These guys, these guys, these you need to replace guys. Now, you need to replace guys and their backups on this roster. That's how deep the problem is. Because we I, had no draft picks, dude. I understand we don't want to overpay a guy. We can't. But I can't get behind moving 25-year-old all pros. And I understand it. And and Jabari laid out a good point, point in the comments. Great point. He said, Roquan's been a headache since day one. He had a, the rookie holdout, which we talked about. Crashed a Ferrari. I don't even remember that. And then uh, he did. No, I don't think he crashed a Ferrari. He got robbed at the chick's house because he left his shit unlocked, right? Remember he left, his iPad got stolen. Because he was at a chick's crib and he left his car unlocked. He's just a wild boy. Yeah, and then I I do remember he had personal reasons where he had to miss a game. Did he he take that game off because he broke up with the chick? Do we ever know why? I don't. I don't know why. That's I I can't quote my guy Jabari on that, but I know he had a game for personal reasons where he wasn't available. Yes, and it was never talked about, and it it was initially like some mental health stuff, from what I remember. But yeah, so. My gut tells me initially, I get both sides. I understand what people are saying, but I would have loved to keep Roquan on the roster. Me too. For a fair number, but it sounds like they're in there and he's like, yo, I need 20 million. And they're like, yeah, so what yeah, do you do if no. he doesn't want a fair number? Exactly. You're acting like Roquan was in there like, hey, give me 12, I'll come back. No, yeah, then if, if it comes back, if it comes out and that, that's essentially what the case was, then I then it's, it is what it is. You got to do what you got to do. Exactly. But, so you have to assign a value to each position, right? And if you're like, hey, we can't overspend here, right? We can't. Was it? We can't rob Peter to pay Paul. You can't do can't it. Rob Peter. You to can't pay rob Paul, Peter yeah. to pay Paul. Peter's got to eat too. And there's a lot of fucking Peter on this roster. You understand? So like, that's my whole thing. It's just like I think we really have to look back on this roster and say, how many of these guys are you actually moving forward with? Right? They did a great job in the so last. Then why, we, we need to. So then we need to move off Eddie Jackson. No. 
Yeah, but no one's taking a safety at that number, especially one who who didn't get picks for the last three years. So I think you're. I think Eddie Jackson is 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 there with you, regardless. Regardless, Eddie Jackson is yeah. Russell Westbrook. Yeah, yeah, you're Russell Westbrook with him, man, Mister Unlimited. <laughs> so okay, and you know what? Look, he was actually he was fucking trash. He had a pick, I get it, but he was trash on Sunday. He was getting fucking Tony Pollard yeah. had Eddie Jackson in a blender. Yeah, um, no, it's but the we, whole defense yeah. was the whole defense was uninspired on Sunday. So I yeah, I think that that's what they're looking at. And again, you can't <clears throat> you can't discount the fact that Eberflus is in charge of this defense and he 100 percent signed off on this deal. So linebackers are the running back to the defense. Is that where we're at? Just so we're clear. Come on, man. You always take it to some far some no, far. No, I'm asking you. No, they're just not the $17 million a year fucking studs of the defense in this in this particular defense. Okay. So we don't need linebackers. That's all right. No, we okay. need linebackers, but we need a lot of other things. So I get you're you. fr- listen, man. I get it. I, I, I get it. But I, I would have paid. What positions are you paying $20 million a year to? I just want to know. Yeah, no. I mean, twenty. Yeah, no, tell, I, tell me. I, I I agree with you. Twenty million dollars is too 18 much. Eighteen to for twenty. An, let's call it. What are your eighteen to an, twenty? An, or eighteen an, an plus? Interior linebacker, quarterback. But you'll pay that. Right. Let me ask, ask, this, ask this question. Are you gonna pay a quarterback more than eighteen million dollars a year? Say it again. Are you gonna pay a quarterback more than eighteen million dollars a year? Yeah. Hopefully, I'm paying them forty. Are you gonna be paying an elite pass rusher more than eighteen million dollars a year? Yes. Are you paying a right tackle more than eighteen? A left tackle more than eighteen million dollars a year for a right-handed quarterback? Uh, hopefully. Are you paying an inside linebacker more than twenty million, eighteen million dollars a year? Not, <laughs> it's no, you're not. The, yeah, I, like I said, I don't like giving up all pro. Fuck that. Fuck that. Two and five. The second pick's going to be sixty, and then the fifth pick is whatever it is. This but, is the NFL. This isn't the NBA where where I don't care that, about that, that. that ten spots down makes a massive difference. It does. Guys at six guys at sixty play. Guys that they 60 play. play, guys at 90 play, guys at 120 play. Are they all pros? They can be. Rarely. They can Rarely. be. Rarely. No, the first three, the first four rounds of the NFL draft, the first two rounds you're drafting high-level starters. Man, three don't, make me, jump in the, don't make me starters. jump in the all-pro and see how many fourth-rounders are in there because it ain't many. The Bears have one, two, three, four, five, six picks in the first four rounds. Now I'll be happy if they those package up those. Play. I'll be happy if they package up those picks and go get somebody and trade. Maybe they can. That, maybe that's what they'll do. Wide receivers um, were flying all over the place last year. Did, did anyone have Tyree Kill getting traded at the beginning of the offseason last year? Did true. anybody have AJ Brown going to the Eagles last year? Nobody had these deals. Yeah, hundred percent. If we could pull off something like that, then it's a it's a completely different story. So you give yourself flexibility, though, right? So you, you want to put yourself your, flexibility. You want to. It's about. I think that's ultimately what it comes you, down to. We don't want to be. We don't want to be tied down to, uh, to not number one negotiating with Roquan, which is already a headache. My man's just writing letters, um, out here to criticize the saying, "I love the Bears, but I'm ready to leave." That was weird, right? And also, we don't want to tie down eighteen to twenty million dollars on this guy, but we want to have as much flexibility as possible now that we've identified that our quarterback is that guy. Because I do. think they did. I think this week, just like you probably didn't, just like I did, said, hey, man, yeah, I'm, I'm in with Fields. The last three games, I'm in with Fields. We're here. I, I, we were you always in. You we were frustrated. We were, re- we were really frustrated. We were in. We were really yeah. frustrated while we were but watching. And more as far as what we've seen. Like, last, Sunday was encouraging. Yeah, no Against question. one of the best pass rush. Like you said, against one of the best pass, if not the best pass rush in the NFL. Yeah, we we talked about it. If the if the Bears can score thirty points a week, we could lose every game. I could care less. That's it. If if they're gonna put up offense and Fields is gonna run around the way he did, then yeah, I don't care about winning the games. So we'll see. Stay tuned. The, this is gonna be 
the most interesting offseason the Bears have ever had. Ryan, uh, Ryan, Ryan Pace Presti is what I call him, man. My man just collecting these picks. You, you want to talk about you want to talk about an interesting offseason. The Bears are locked and loaded to have an insanely interesting offseason. And, and, and we'll see what Ryan Pace does with it. All right. I just hope that their scouting and their evaluations with active players and college scouting is on point because all this comes down to, like you said, how they use these resources. How they're going to package up the picks or who they're going to pick. It's nice to have them all. Once you got to make the actual picks and once you got to actually find <laughs> the different guys, it gets exactly. a lot Exactly. I hope they've been spending their time watching a lot of football at the college level and at the pro level and identifying potential targets um, that fit into what they want to do. But, you know, I'm starting to trust these guys, so. Yeah, final answer for me is I wish they would have kept Roquan, but at $20 million a year, I, I understand what, why it couldn't happen. But we'll, let's also see what Ray, what Roquan ends up getting in the market. Like, that's going to be interesting, too, when he comes off of this, I don't know, nine-game stretch with Baltimore. So, Do you like the deal for Baltimore? They need not some help really. On, they needed some help on defense. They needed help on D, no question. He probably will be a really, really good fit. But if you give up a two and a five, you have to sign him to a deal then, right? Yeah, and you still you're, have, you're and giving you, up a two and a five wait, for and, nine games, and you, and you still haven't signed your quarterback, right? And you haven't signed your quarterback. <laughs> so now you have two guys. You have two massive money guys on the roster yeah. that you got to figure out for so, next year. Be a really that's the first thing I thought. Loan. I was like, that's an expensive player to go get when you haven't signed your quarterback. You don't know what your finances look like next year. Yeah, no question. Unless they know, unless they've already assumed they're just going to franchise them. Yep, exactly right. So stay tuned on that really quick before we go to the nba anything else on the nfl like should we don't have to go back to the bears but i also think we should move montgomery i thought we should have moved quinn we should have moved yep. quinn earlier but in the off season but that's that's water under the bridge but yeah unload anybody with some value you, i love Khalil really herbert i'll say that yeah herbert herbert is about nice. to tilt, that, tilt that thing yeah, he, he's that. yeah he's actually really solid <laughs> he's actually very very good <laughs> yeah. so again What'd you get him? What fourth, fifth round, sixth round? Yeah, that's why you get those picks, baby. You don't got to pay those guys anything, man. I'm all in. Oh uh, yeah, I'll say this real quick on the Cincinnati Bengals. Just don't say I didn't tell you at the beginning of the year. Don't say I didn't tell you. This team is suspect. Saw it last got, night. Dude, they, they got smoked suspect. last night, and they don't protect that man. Without Jamar Chase, it opens up a lot of holes for them. But their offense is pretty much throw the ball deep. Big play. They just, they just go around hunting for the big plays. Um, yeah, great game plan by Cleveland. And Miles Garrett's a man. Yeah, him and Nick Chubb, big yeah. boys. Nick, Nick Chubb, yeah. Miles Garrett and Chubb, yeah. Miles Garrett, I, I tweeted this the other day. Miles Garrett's one of my favorite players in the NFL, hands down. I love what, what he does. I just he's love just what he monster? does. He's just a monster. Yeah, he's just a freak. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that's what you give $20 million to. Yeah, fact. That's a fact. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah. A give him twenty million, and you'll you'll get some W's out of that. So yeah, shout out them. Uh, but yeah, no, I was just Cincinnati to me is is very suspect. So should does the Packers have to make a deal? No, here today. No. So I don't think I think I think this is it. Over? I think this is it. Yeah, I think this is it. I think Rodgers is gone after this year. Forces his way out of town. Yeah, I think that they're both going to mutually just say, "Yeah, this is over." They can't get enough players to help them, right? Now, what could they do? What could they do? What kind of deal can they make that makes them good? It's like the Lakers. It's like, yo, you throw out all these deals, and it's like, oh, we could do it. Miles Turner and Buddy Hill. And it's like, that doesn't make you any good. Who could the Packers go get? DJ Moore? DJ Moore doesn't turn into a contender. Miles Turner, and, and we'll, we'll get to that. We'll, I'll Talk save that for that. the end. Yeah. Yeah. But, no, you, but, I mean, DJ Moore is on the market. He doesn't make you a contender. 
They need a lot. That team sucks. That team sucks. Yeah. They, like, so, they, they actually suck. So this is, so then, and then Aaron's like, over. Ah. Yeah. I gotta go. Oh yeah, I gotta go. I think they both. I think or they like, package them up and then do. reload. That's how they rebuild. <laughs> they get to get a whole bunch of. They get three ones. Yeah, Jordan Love era. They get three ones for for. Yeah, for I'm, Aaron sure the, I'm sure the Colts will pay it. Colts Colts sign anybody. <laughs> three ones. Okay. Anybody else? Anything? Oh, I wanted to bring this up when we were talking about the Bears. Going forward, whatever. The Bears need to. The Bears need to impose need to do exactly what the Philadelphia Eagles just did. They need to run the same offense. They need to, they need to Jalen Hurts and Justin Fields are the same guy. Simple as that. Go fill out the roster with studs on D, which they already have in Philly, and then go get guys like AJ Brown, draft guys like Devontae Smith. And build an offensive line. And build an offensive line like Kelsey yep. at the center position. And yep. the Bears are the Philadelphia Eagles in three years, too. You could here's the other thing. You could turn around an NFL roster in 18 months. Two. 12 months if you want to. Yeah. Yeah. It's quick. And and, and literally two years. It's quick. The Bears are the Philadelphia Eagles. You know what I'll actually say? And here's another thing that gives me some hope on the Bears. This team is actually better than I thought it was going to be. Like, if we're being completely honest, I thought that this was like we'd be one and six, one and seven, like some of these squads. The fact that this team has won three games with another two that we could have won, um, I'm encouraged. So I think that, yeah, you do have some pieces that may, maybe more pieces that you want to move forward with. But, yeah, you just start adding some guys. And, again, it's all about that quarterback uh, checking the box. And for me, he's checked the boxes these last few weeks. Man, I'm all in. Let's get it. I do think it's funny, though, when they talk about polls and he's like, remember, he always talks about uh, how they did it in Kansas City. It's like, shut the fuck up. You drafted Patrick Mahomes. I, I'm sick of these people who draft uh, yeah, these the, generational the, talents. The cocktail shit. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This it's is like, how we did it in, in Kansas no, City. How you it's did like, it nah. is you drafted a generational talent quarterback. <laughs> you know who used nah, to be big? It's like, so yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, no. It's like you drafted a generational. Now, you developed him and you put some good pieces around him. But, like, that Cut was the, shit. the biggest piece. Cut the shit. So, yeah. I don't want to hear that. But I, I do trust him. One of the best sure. coaches of all time, along with a generational talent, usually generational. A, a, a mask up an all timer. You have an all timer. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Might be the most talented quarterback to ever ever come into the NFL. If I'm just a pure talent standpoint, you know. Yeah, no question. All right, let's move over to the NBA. I, I, I brought it up to Big Nick earlier. What are we gonna? There's some there's some big powerhouses that are struggling. We're talking about the Heat. We're talking about Golden State. We're talking about the Nets. How are we feeling about Philly just got on track? <laughs> like yeah. this the last three games, they just started winning. How are we feeling? Let's kick it off and, and talk about some of these big boys struggling. Coming into the year, you talked about the Golden State Warriors slowing up and potentially they have a down year. So far, they're three and four, 0 and three on the road, can't do anything on the road. What are your thoughts on some of these big boys? We could start with Golden State. It's an older roster. Yeah. Right. They're coming off of a deep playoff run. I told you that that took a lot. Obviously, deep playoff run. They won the NBA championship. And I told you, man, last year their motivation was a little bit different, man. The motivation was a little bit different last year. A little year. bit they of wanted, remind, remind, want, remind. We folks. want to remind you. We've been down a couple of years. Now we're back, everybody healthy. And that kind of momentum matters, man. I, I thought it was going to, I always thought it was going to be difficult for them to get up for this year. And then the Draymond situation happened, and we can't act like that doesn't have an impact. Right? That happens four days before the season starts, um, and that shit just doesn't just go away. Um, 
Clay is struggling mightily. I think Clay's shooting like 30% from the field. That's an issue. Draymond's up there in age. Steph is having a great year. Jordan Poole's doing his thing. But look, man, they're, they're, their bigs are average. Um, and I just think, again, this team is tired, man. Like that, that was a deep run for an aging roster. It takes a lot out of you. It's hard to go back to back. And I think if any team was going to let you down, um, it was going to be the Golden State Warriors. Now, do I think they're still a playoff team? Absolutely, right? Like, I think that they'll right the ship in the sense of they'll end up fine. But what was the number, 52? Yeah, the number was 50. I told And what? we thought that we it thought was that, 52 that was and a half, I we think. thought that yeah. that was low. But it's it also says, hey, Vegas knows, man. Like, the number was low for a reason. Um, but they seem like a 50-win team. 48-49, 50-win team. Um, so yeah, definitely some struggles there. And you got to ask yourself, can Clay get back on track? Cause it's not like he was lights out last year either. And then defensively, he's not existent at this point. Yeah, no, I agree. I think they're playing They're They're, it's very clear. They're looking for, for a rotation and trying to figure out where they're at because they're playing a lot of dudes. Yeah. They're playing like 10 dudes, playing 10, yeah, you 10 plus it. minutes. It's insane. Like, yeah. After we got Steph Curry, Jordan Poole, Wiggins, Clay Thompson, Draymond, right? They're all playing 25 plus with Clay playing 25, which is at the bottom. But then we got Wiseman playing 15, Moses Moody playing 17. We got Looney playing 23, DiVincenzo's playing 14. Then we got Ty Jerome playing 13, Jamichael Green's playing 18, Kaminga's yeah, you're, playing 10. You're looking for it's all like, these guys. You're looking for answers, right? That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 12 deep on the Golden State Warriors who are getting double-digit minutes, which is not usually something you see from a solidified group like the Warriors. And wasn't Wiseman's growth and progress a huge key to this year? Like, you needed Wiseman to come in and be a 25-30 minute per night center, right? Like, what you drafted him to be. And the fact that, yeah, you're still trying to fit him into this rotation because you don't know what you have with these guys. So they just got a lot of questions right now. They got a lot of questions. And and listen, man – for me, they played not above their heads last year in the playoffs, but like they just hit, they hit a level. A stride, yeah. They hit a stride that's like a championship stride, but man, it's hard to do that come October, November the next year. Again, that motivation's a little bit different, man. So I'm not surprised that they're gonna struggle. They were gonna struggle at all, not at all. Yeah, it's it's a really interesting situation over there in Golden State because because. If if I would have coming into the year, if I'm like, yeah, Steph's not gonna take a step down at all. Like, oh well, then they'll be a solid, they'll be a solid group. But yeah, a lot of a lot of those guys we named are getting too many minutes. Like for example, there's a lot of guys on Phoenix getting minutes, but they're solidified dudes. Like we know we know about Cam Johnson, Bridges, Aiden Booker, but like Campaign is is now a a, a veteran. Shamet yeah. is a veteran. Damian Lee. Shout out Damian Lee. Damian Lee, great, great really well. king, king of king of great situations. So yeah, Mary, he's been, Mary's stepsister and life just been great. But that's the bottom of it, right? The, the, he's at 17 and a half minutes. But like a lot of these guys, the big boys are getting 32 plus minutes, like him, Bridges. <laughs> Booker's almost playing 30, 30. Booker's playing 37 minutes a game. So, so and I know we're gonna talk about all these teams, and I think the saving grace for a lot of these teams, and this is just what happens at the beginning of the NBA season, is naturally the order will start to fix itself because you have some teams that aren't good that are playing outside of their head, right? Like Utah is six and two been a great story. I've watched actually a, a fair amount of Utah jazz basketball. They play really hard. They play really smart, but it's not a, <laughs> they've been cooking, bro. They're not going to win fucking 75% of their games. You know, they have been cooking though. Hey, listen, 
Listen, man. And marketing, the no pressure situation for marketing's been great. Yeah. Um, Clarkson is just gonna do Jordan Clark. It's like, oh, it's completely clear for me now. There's no one else here. It's my my ball. Um, and Sexton, like, oh, yeah, it's a nice situation, but you can't sit here and tell me that Utah is gonna win 50 games this year, right? Um, Oklahoma City, like, they're at 500. They're not gonna stay that hot. San Antonio, um, they, they just fucking cut a first round pick the other day. Like, they're not gonna stay as hot. Um, so some of this shit's just gonna naturally shake up, and Golden State's gonna rise back up. But if I'm sitting in Portland, a great example, five and one. Uh, that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, all, yeah, there's a, there's a <laughs> lot of teams that we thought were going to be at the bottom of the barrel are flipped yeah. and they're at the top right now. Exactly. So we have Portland, we have Utah, we have... Um, and shout out Portland for fully leaning into just fuck it. And I know yeah, I've criticized oh, yeah. them in the past, but they're just like, fuck it, this is what we do. <laughs> they, they, <laughs> I don't know if that D is going to hold, but they they yeah. added a few defensive guys that are, yeah, that are helping. Sure. But yeah, 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 no question that... Um, Dame and just they're always gonna go back to their roots when it comes down to winning time sure. as well. So it's a fun squad, but yeah, I mean, if you put if you put the if you put the Jazz in the East, they they're the they're the highest they score. They yeah, they're they're averaging they're the number one offense in the East basically. They're average. They'd be averaging like one eighteen a game. Yeah, they're it good. Makes, yeah, they super fun to watch. They, are they get very up and fun down. To watch. Yep, and the guys are bought in initially, so it's an interesting situation, no question. Let's talk about the Nets, man. Two and five. Very high We've, panic meter. We, yeah, for you, it's very high. Yeah. Talk to me. So, a few things. Obviously, the Nets have had bad vibes for three. This whole thing has just been like bad, bad, bad juju, bad energy around everything. They're constantly in some. If you go back just the beginning of this thing, from when they first signed Kyrie and KD, and Kyrie's giving interviews talking about we don't need a head coach, they got Atkinson fired. <laughs> It's just been terrible forever, right? They had Deion, they got they made sure DeAndre Jordan got some big dumbass contract because they needed to have DeAndre Jordan, even though he was fucking cooked, like yeah. well done. Um so different things like that. Um now you get into this, obviously, the whole debacle of last year, whether it's the Harden situation, whether it's the Kyrie situation, whether it's the Simmons trade, like all it's just been bad, bad, bad vibes. Now you get to this year, they don't start off well. Ben Simmons looks absolutely brutal. And you have another Kyrie controversy, right? Like, and this one has some legs to it. Like, now you got Kyrie posting anti-Semitic videos and then getting into it with Fredell in the press conference, which Fredell was very clownish for his line of question. I'm going to go ahead and say that. I don't know if you saw that uh, that press did, conference. Yeah. And you know how I feel about Nick Fredell. Nick Fredell is an inside reporter with no scoops. Just go back to the Derrick Rose time. He could never tell us anything about Derrick Rose. Yeah, I was in the Bulls building every single day. Had no information about the Derrick Rose injury. It was, it was incredible. Um, and then somehow got the Golden State job and then the Nets job. So I don't know. Um, but they got that. Now you got this Kyrie situation. I get it that they won last night, but the product on the floor doesn't look good either. Right? You have this big two plus Ben Simmons. And then outside of that, you don't really have anything. And without KD going for 35-40 every night, and Kyrie adding in another 30, like, they're not going to win. And even when they do do that, they're not winning. So I think the panic meter is high. Kind of the same thing with the Warriors, where there's just a lot of teams in the East that are playing, a few teams in the East that are playing above their head. And naturally, some things will shake out. I think they're going to end up making that. But I thought this Nets thing would look a little bit better. I thought you'd get a better Ben Simmons, or at least a motivated Ben Simmons. But look, this guy is passing up layups. Like, I, I don't really know... I don't really know what to say at this point. Like, he's scared to play basketball. And we thought some things would change, but guy's scared to play basketball. The trade is an absolute disaster for them. 
And yeah, they yeah. miss they miss Seth Curry a ton. A ton. Royce O'Neal's playing 37 minutes a night. Ridiculous. So if Steve Kevin Nash Durant, is gonna make it through the through the month, I can tell you that. If Kevin Durant doesn't score 35, they they literally have no chance of winning. Zero chance. Zero. Him and him and Kyrie need to score 30 a night for them to even be in the game. Their defense they, is atrocious. Which they are doing, by the way. Right now, Durant scoring 33 a night, Kyrie scoring 30, and they're two and five. So they're giving up 120 a night. They don't they can't stop anybody. They can't it's stop insane. Anybody. It's insane. <laughs> 120 like, a night, you know how hard that is? <laughs> Halliburton looked like Magic Johnson the other night. Yeah. It, it, yeah, it's just really bad, man. They they don't yeah, it's it, it it is bad across the board. The whole Nash thing. And the locker room is bad. You added to that. It's not like this is a team full of leaders who are gonna get themselves back on track. I mean, this is a team full of more individuals than we've ever seen. Between Simmons, Kyrie, and Durant, those guys aren't leaders. Yeah. And you just yes. don't know what Kyrie. Who knows if this situation might be too much for him? He's just gonna take a week off. Like, we, like it's it's not outside of the realm of possibility. So they just got so a bunch do, of very questionable, questionable guys over there. Can they get it turned around? They, they have the, the talent. They got the too. Bulls tonight. Yeah. At um, Barclays. I should walk down the street. You should. Key. You said you can get you said you can get tickets for the low, right? <sighs> yeah, they're not that expensive. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. Why wouldn't you go? I should just go walk over there and go check it out. But yeah, I actually might do that. Yeah, I'm off today too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, get it turned like what's your definition of get it turned around? Because obviously this team had a lot of expectation. Do I think they're a contender? No. I think they're a contender by the end of the year. No. Kevin Durant tried to get the coach and the general manager fired 60 days ago. He's trying to tell (laughs) y'all. He's trying to tell y'all. Let's not not forget good. That's, I guess, get me out you of know here. what you know, and that's my fault too. For keeping a guy, Kevin Durant is trying to tell you this shit is bad. It's bad. I, I want to get out of here. Yeah, I don't. And then be here. I ignored him essentially, and was like, "Oh no, they'll be fine." You know, Simmons will come in and play D, and they'll be good. And Joe Harris is back. They miss Seth. They miss Seth a lot. That'll be a big get back. He just got back recently. But it's also like does Seth Curry make you not two and five? No. Maybe a couple of those games you could get in there. They need, they don't have any offense <laughs> outside of outside of Kyrie and Katie. Listen, Nick, they don't have any offense. And then they're giving up one thirty. The Seth. So they're trying to essentially Kyrie, left. essentially Kyrie and Katie are trying to, are trying to outscore a whole other team by themselves. Yeah. They can't do it. So Seth will help, but yeah, man, it's it's all bad. They don't play any type of D. They just don't. It's just not a good situation over there. Ben Simmons averaging six points a game in 32 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, I, he's he, he's just I, it's it's and you know what, man? Like Ben Simmons had his deficiencies before, but he was an effective basketball and a very effective, extremely basketball, a good, a good, an All NBA player at his best, right? Even without yeah. the shooting stuff, but this is don't shoot. This is it was crazy. almost like don't shoot. Just do your yeah, thing. Do everything D, else you do, which is great. Rebound, run the floor, push the break, and yeah, still get but, sixteen and be super athletic and understand your six ten. This is this is strange. Well, it's not even strange anymore. We talked about it coming into the year. <laughs> Listening to that JJ Reddick pod told you everything you need to know. Really confirmed what what time it is for me. He, mentally, he's just fraud. He he's working his way back mentally. 
He's not there yet in any way, shape, or form. You could see it how he plays on a day to day. How is um, the guy who Kyrie and those guys shots. are trying to trying to stick up for him? But like, how does a guy who doesn't shoot jump shots shoot forty four percent from the field? Yeah. Like, do you understand how hard it is to have yeah. his style yeah, of game? Yeah. Like, he's a career 56% shooter from the field. Yeah, he should he's be shooting, shooting 45-60%. Yeah, because he doesn't shoot jumpers. Everything is by the rim. Everything yeah. just finishes. So but I mean, he's tentative at the rim. He doesn't want to go to the he line. He doesn't even want to go to the line. He He's still worried. about that. That's still in the back of his mind. He doesn't want to go to the free you throw think that's line. what it really is? He's scared to shoot free throws? So he doesn't want to shoot free throws. So that means going to the basket means I have, I'll probably have to shoot free throws. So I'm just going to go ahead and catch the ball in transition. And then get the ball to two of the best scorers in the world. That's actually That's true. So if you look at his numbers, his career five free throws per game right now is at two and a half. Yeah, he doesn't want to go to the line. It's very clear. So me having the ball in my hands and I'm Ben Simmons and I'm trying to go to the cup means I might have might end up in the free throw line. And it doesn't help his mental psyche on trying to score when I can defer to two of the best players offensively right, in the world right so it's right. like why would i even think about going to the rack and put me and put i guess put myself in jeopardy to go to the line and miss a couple of free throws when i could just get the ball to kevin durant and have him pull up it's such or a get bad, the ball yeah, or get the bad, ball to Kyrie at the bucket situation out it's there, a really man. mental I, I had some confidence that he was gonna come back and be effective like i really did yeah me too and it's just not there and there. we're starting to run out of time for me. Anyway. Yes, like for there's sure. no like you had all yeah, last he'll, year, dude. He'll be good next month. Like, yeah. Nah, no, no, I don't no. think he will. So well, he doesn't seem the guy who's gonna flip a switch and all of a sudden become aggressive, Ben. Like it's kind of like when we talk about Pat Williams. I mean, it's actually different because Ben Ben Simmons been in the league a lot longer. But dude, some of these guys, look, man, we talk about all the time, man. Watch watch the film, watch the tape. Some of these guys don't have that in them. Yeah, they it's don't. just not there. You know what I mean? And it's not going to change. And like, yeah, I think you're right with Simmons. I think we've kind of run out of time, man. Like the guy is shooting five less shots than he normally averages per game. He's not going to the line. He's not converting at the basket. He's not playing the deep. He's not playing the defense he used to play. He was a menace on defense in Philadelphia. This was a guy who was in the perennial, 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 perennial defensive player of the year conversation. It's not even close to that anymore. And you thought, the one thing I thought is like, man, this is exactly the type of player you wanted to play with Kyrie and uh, KD because he doesn't need to take a lot of shots and he can do a ton of things for them. But yeah, it, it doesn't even look good. And he, well, he didn't play last night, right? Who, Simmons? Yeah, he didn't play last night. Yeah. So, so why are we missing games too? Like the whole thing is fishy. So no, yeah, I'm actually, I told you I was, all these teams were going to make the playoffs. It, this Nets thing has the potential to go extremely sideways. Well, yeah, back to the original point was Kevin Durant tried to tell us that it was bad there. And it's probably not going to work out. But he then ended up being in a situation where he wasn't going to get moved and he figured that out too. So he's like, yeah, all right, I'll show up and, you know, do my thing. And I love the hoop. And and, and I'm getting paid quite a bit of money. But first things first, I love to hoop first and foremost. So I'll go in and do it. But he tried to warn us. He's like, man, this shit's not good over here. His big mistake is he tried to get into a pissing match with a billionaire. As soon as they came out that he wanted to get the coach and the GM fired or out, you don't you don't give ultimatums to these type of guys. Sure. 
I thought that that was that was that was that was not played well because because then it's like oh if I because like look man these guys are, these are prideful individuals. He's like punch if I do yet. that yeah if I do that I just gave in to KD like hold on bro my money is much yeah. longer than yours my influence is is much deeper I'm Joe Sy you know what I'm saying like I'm one of the wealthiest people in the country like don't don't play game your ass is gonna be in Brooklyn and you're yeah. gonna fucking enjoy it yeah wear black <laughs> see you in October. No. Facts, facts, yeah, don't ever facts. Try, don't try to bully me. <laughs> yeah, but KD tried to tell us, and that was something yeah. I kind of ignored, essentially, and just was like, all right, well, Kyrie's going to be back on a contract gear. He's going to do his thing. Simmons will bounce back mentally. You know, his back is back all right, allegedly, yeah. and he, he'll be good, and it just hasn't played out that way. So Not we'll see what they do. We'll How see long do you give do Nash? Next. Does Nash make it through the month? Probably, to be honest. Um He's out here getting thrown out of games and shit. It, it, just, it just, it just, yeah, he was pissed. <laughs> yeah, ballistic. <laughs> yeah, he was pissed. And, then, and then Jock Vaughn, Jock Vaughn comes up there and it's like this guy. He had no idea. Jock, Jock was shocked. Yeah. He was in that situation. Yeah, he's like, all right, yeah, I guess I'm coaching the team uh, right now. All right, cool. Yeah, so yeah, it's bad. So we'll see what happens with that. I'm interested to see how it all plays out. Let's talk about um, frustrated Kawhi Leonard. Remains out with stiffness in his surgically repaired knee. Cannot travel because the doctors told him that would not be a positive thing for the knee. Ty Lu said he's frustrated, wants to be out on the floor, but can't be. How you feeling about this Leonard situation and the overall deal in LA with the Clippers? So if this in, so if he's actually this hurt where he can't play, then obviously um, I, I think it's probably over for the the Kawhi situation. Like if the knee is that bad, right? And I heard someone was talking about the other day, like there were concerns initially, like going back to when he first started getting these injuries that this was degenerative. Um, and if, if it's like yo, you play, he's played forty two minutes this year, two two twenty minutes since this year. So it's not. I thought it was weird when they were talking about bringing him off the bench anytime. Listen, man, just like the Lonzo hey, yo, situation. P, they want me to come off the bench. Come off the bench, yo, P. Um, <laughs> just like the Lonzo situation, anytime a guy has an entire offseason, and for Kawhi, yeah. you had the whole last year, then plus Zach the offseason, yeah. and still isn't ready when the season starts, uh, it's it's major red flags for me, especially if you haven't been here. So I guess Zoe's a little bit different because we were here in a while ago. He wasn't going to be ready. But like the Levine right. shit, the Kawhi shit, any of these guys, when you get to the year, you think they're going to be healthy and the season pops up and all of a sudden these knees aren't working, it's major red flags for me. So the Kawhi injury is major red flags for one of two reasons. Either that knee is fucked or he really doesn't give a fuck about playing and is on his own time 100%. Um, and I just can't see a guy wanting to miss like two years of basketball, right? Like I don't, I don't question his mental like that. I think he's always taking his time, but – it's never been like this. So I, I, all I can really say is that knee must be completely fucked, yeah, which is a major get, yeah. problem if you're the LA Clippers. Cause I watched them last night against the Rockets. And if they weren't playing against the Houston Rockets, they would have lost by 20. ACL reconstruction. Yep. And he's, he's been out for like 15 now? minutes. Yeah. He's starting to get up there in age, but yeah, it's not a good situation when it's red flags across the board that he's going to play. he will be fine. And then he comes out, he's on a minutes restriction. John Wall's also on a minutes restriction for the Clippers. Which is so crazy. That, he, hasn't, he hasn't played three years either. Yeah, so that's interesting. So, yeah. for they were, the, they were the favorites coming in this year to win the West. Which, should have, which, which I don't understand. I thought that too. And, like, I look back on them. I'm like, what was I thinking on the Clippers? It just sounded – I think I heard someone else say it. I'm like, that sounds good. 
I mean, they you, you'd expect. Well, it was this. It was it was this is the this was the angle. They they looked really good last year, led by Paul George, and then now they're going to get their the head honcho back in Kawhi, and he'll be able to play. And they added John Wall. The bench is deep. They're extremely loaded on a on a roster standpoint. They're deep. They can play. You know, one through nine. So yeah, they're going to win the West. But you're deep with a bunch of guys who need stars. And right? Reggie like, Jackson sudden, can score 60 at any moment. Yeah, Reggie Jackson's having an awful year. He's having an awful, <laughs> I watched him last night. Reggie Jackson, is, Reggie Jackson is brutal this year. Yeah. Um. So, like, here's the thing with that depth, right? I think that depth matters when you have Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. But at without Kawhi Leonard <laughs> and with just Paul George trying to carry you, that thing looks completely different, right? Now, all of a sudden, it's like, ooh, there's a lot of Morris minutes right here. Like, ooh, we're relying a lot on Reggie Jackson. Ooh, Sean's right. boy, Norm Powell, really needs to carry us tonight. Like, And when you start Zubak, we really need Zubak to be like an elite center. And when you start having those type conversations, shit gets spooky really, really fast. So, again, I watched um, that Rockets versus Clippers game last night because, honestly, there's just nothing else really on. And that Clippers thing, man, offensively, they're fucking trash. If it wasn't for Paul George going bananas last night, they don't win against a Rockets team who at one point the Rockets had five guys out on the floor that I have never heard of and had no idea that they were in the NBA. Yeah, Paul George is averaging 22 a game. The next person on that list is John Wall, who's coming off the bench, and he he's averaging 13.8 points. So the mm-hmm. offense is an issue for the, the Clippers. Reggie Jackson, I, I pulled up his numbers yesterday. It's actually crazy what he's putting up. Uh, Reggie Jackson right now is averaging nine points a game on 34% shooting. <laughs> He's playing 28 minutes a game, too. He's playing 28 so, minutes a game. Last yeah. night, he was 0 for 6 from three-point land. So, yeah, man, um, that 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 situation is not going to get any better. And I'm, I'm foolish for even picking them at the beginning of the year. I don't know what I was on. I think I heard something that sounded good to me right before we got on the pod, and I was like, oh, I'm going to say that. Yeah, no, it, it it sounded good. And it's still early. Panic meter, like, high, panic meter high. It's... <laughs> It's still early, but yeah, it's um the Kawhi thing is a big deal. Before we get out of here, let's 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 give uh let's give Tyrese Maxey some love. I had someone else I was gonna give love, but go ahead. Okay, uh, let me. I'll, I'll go ahead and give Tyrese some love real quick, and then we can get to your pick. But this dude, Tyrese Maxey, is playing out of his fucking mind. It's almost like Philly realized, like, man, we it's, forget about a discussion about getting this guy to rock. We need for us to win. He's gonna need to be an integral part of what we're doing on the offensive end in transition shooting the three going into the game yesterday he was like 15 of his last 28 from three he was like 54 percent from three he's scoring 30 a game cooked last night again Harden had 17 dimes he was getting him the rock at will no Embiid Maxi looks sensational we saw it towards the end of the year last year he's like this guy is the another star on that team he's the number three guy potentially the number two guy he's the number two guy when we talk about offense especially so let let james go ahead and dictate keep moving the rock around but they got max he's gonna have to score 25 a night if they if philly wants to get where they want to get especially as Embiid gets back to where he's at where he's 100 because he 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 it's clear he's not 100 percent yet yeah, no, absolutely. And I think this goes we, – we've said this before. Hey, look, man, draft Kentucky, guys. <laughs> pros. Whether it's Quickly, whether it's Maxi, whether They're it's pros. Tyler Hero, these guys are pros. Calipari's doing something when he gets these guys over here. But, no, the Maxi the uh, emergence, and it started last year, like you said, 
he was awesome last year. This year, he's hit a new stratosphere. Uh, 23 points a game. Was he shooting 50% from three-point land when they absolutely needed another guy because uh, who's, who's light-skinned buddy, J. Cole? It's kind of suspect. Tobias, Tobias Harris, Harris is very suspect. Um, they needed another guy. Um, he's kind of stepped into that role. Like you said, Philly is kind of starting to right the ship there. They're looking like the team we want them to be. Hopefully Embiid can come back and, and you know, he, he he does what he's supposed to do. But they needed another guy, and you found one organically through the draft in Tyrese Maxey. So, yeah, I'm, I'm loving what I'm seeing from Maxey this year. It's almost like uh, what would they be? What would they do without what this What would they team? do without this guy? Yeah, they, absolutely. They, it's a great draft pick because if they didn't have him on the roster – it would be it'd be they'd be in dire straits on the yep. offensive end, leaning especially without Embiid and yeah. Tobias is just trick or treat. That's just yep. what it is. It's yep. it's been like that for years now. So that's just that's just what it is. Who are you gonna give love? Hey man, Donovan Mitchell. Donovan hey man, Mitchell told- right now is absolutely fucking hooping. Doug, uh- I told you, <laughs> but really quick, I told you before the year. I said who who's your top four in the East? And I said, I said Boston. Yeah, I said Cleveland. You said Cleveland? I said Cleveland, yeah. bro. That roster is so nice, and he fits perfectly. perfectly. It's exactly what they needed. It's exactly what they needed. And they're doing – so right now, Mitchell averaging 32, 4, and 7. Um, 38 last, the other night against the Knicks. Absolutely killed the Knicks. Um, and Cleveland is 5-1 and one without Darius Garland. Darius Garland's played 14 minutes this year. Got yeah. hurt in the first game that they lost. Since then, they've won five straight. He's been carrying them. Lavert is like the biggest trick or treat guy you'll ever see. I think he had forty one on yeah, one game, the and then the night, next yeah. game, and then the next game had zero or like, <laughs> nine, like six in like thirty minutes. Like it's yeah. just the most careless Lavert thing ever. But the, the the model of consistency for them has been Donovan Mitchell. I think when Garland comes back, this team is dangerous defensively. They've been getting it done. Um, you've seen a leap from uh, who's my man's like Mobley. Okoro. They just got a bunch of guys you really, really, really like. They play great defense. I was in Chicago. I saw them. I saw the Bulls home opener. Cleveland was the matchup. Yep. The Bulls were not in the game even for five minutes. Yeah, no, not at all. They start the, the game tipped and the and the the Cavs are off and running from the from the tip. Yep. That roster is really good. Mobley is is big, awesome. young, long great athletic defender. dudes, and then they Jared got a Allen. pure bucket in Donovan Mitchell and then when Garland gets back that's the guy that'll, that'll run the show and then because right now Mitchell's playing almost 40 minutes a night so that'll that'll we'll that'll, that'll take you'll be able to stagger Garland and Mitchell which will look really nice for sure you'll Absolutely. be able to stagger those minutes really nice Mitchell's never played with a guard like this before he's always played with Gobert as his, as his number two right so yeah he's, he's never had had a player like this next to him Mitchell's or Garland's gonna come back they're gonna be able to stagger I love Jared Allen, what he does. I really like Okoro. Okoro is one of those guys, like, you watch a Cavs game, and he's just kind of always doing shit. You know what yeah. I mean? Flying all over the place. Can't shoot, but makes a lot of plays. Good defender. Um, I really like that team, but I got to I gotta give it to our guy, uh, Donovan, Donovan Mitchell. Mitchell. I've been hard on Mitchell in the past. and uh, Also really going for seven dimes. Yeah. So he's taking – he's scoring a bunch in bundles, and then when Garland's out, he's also facilitating. Yep. Very impressed with um, – that might have been what the doctor needed on both ends. Donovan Mitchell looking for a, a young team that plays D and then doesn't ask me to do anything but score. Yep. And I don't have to worry about – like, I don't have to worry about Bogdanovich getting shots. I don't have to worry about Jordan Clarkson getting shots. I, I, I can take all the shots Yeah. if you really want to know. 
So I was playing to the system, the system like I was playing. Exactly. In the Utah. I am yeah. this like I am the offensive system. Like that's it. That's all. And I'm gonna be able to get buckets in in a in a major way every night. Cleveland's nice, man. I love their roster. Yeah. I love that situation. They're good. And, and Milwaukee quietly rolling at six and zero, which man. we knew. Quiet. No, no middle two pack. Middleton's Giannis, still not here yet. <laughs> Giannis might be better. He, I, Nick, is there a superstar that you've seen? that continues to get better and yeah. better and better year after year like Giannis has. No. no. It's insane. Yeah, and he's still only 27. So we're, <laughs> we're still we're still like we're entering it's insane. This, this, this this like second prime that he's having right now and yeah, the guy is incredible. Again, dude, if you go back to when they won the when they won the championship and he closed out with the 50 piece and really yeah. in that series, he realized something. He said, no, "When I step on the floor, I'm the best player." I am the best player. Fuck all that shooting threes. Fuck all the countdown to the free throws. If I put my head down and just dominate, nobody's touching me. And he's been playing like that ever since. They took Boston to seven games without Chris Middleton. They are six and zero right now without Chris Middleton. Well, I mean that you know that doesn't surprise me. uh, Whatever. This team's only going to get better (laughs) once they get their second slash third best player back on the roster. They're six and oh, I told you at the beginning of the year. Milwaukee's the team to watch out for. Last year, they didn't get a chance to defend that crown, right? They watched other shit happen. They're back this year. Don't play with these boys, man. I'm all in on the Bucks. They're in a great spot. You know, no you, one can stop Giannis. They're in, no one, and they play insane defense. Yeah. Best defensive team in the league, easily. Giannis right now, 34, 13, and five. J. Rue, Drew Holiday at the top. And then you got Giannis behind him. Defense is solidified without Middleton. Yeah, no, you're right. We've never seen a guy improve like this. I've never seen a guy improve like this year after year. He takes another level every year. It's insane. Yeah. And he's he's literally been one of the best players in the league five years running. And he's gotten and he's shown up not fucking midseason. No. Day fucking one, game one. It's like this dude is better than off. I saw him last year. Yeah, and he, and, and he was scoring 30 a night last year and rebounding and dishing and doing all the shit. 59% from the field of 34 he's, points a game. He's insane. So yeah. shout out Giannis. I honestly, to be completely honest, I think they should go get someone else. What would, like, what would you add to that roster? Uh, some scoring. Another score, like a pure bucket. Some shooting. But doesn't that come back when Middleton comes back? Though, like, again, they're doing this without no, a multi. I know you don't like. Let's just take the name away from it. We're talking about a multi-time All Star here who is not playing for them right now, right? So, like, they if they're six and zero without Middleton, who is 18, 20 points a game and good defense and stretches the floor and is the perfect player to play with Giannis, like they are getting a guy back. Middleton's still a two-way guy, right? I'm yeah. talking about a pure bucket. You want a buck? You want Karis Levert? I, I I want <laughs> I, I, that. Well, you asked me what I think Colin, they could Colin add. Sexton. What I think they could add because they play defense at a ridiculous clip, right? They're the best defensive team in the league. Now, if you can, Grayson probably goes to the bench once Middleton comes back. But still, you go get another like dog. The guys that they're bringing off the bench. Come on, man. Okay, like. Portis is averaging 13 points a game. Brooke Lopez is averaging 15 points Love a game. Drew Holiday is averaging 19. And then you got Giannis at 34. Right. When Middleton comes back, that's another dub a night. Who's their leading bench scorer? Go get it. Go get another us uh, Portis. 
Oh yeah, Bobby. That's right. Go get another. Go get another pure bucket. I wonder who who could that be that they could go add just like a pure basket. They need like an Anthony Simons. He'd be amazing on that never, team. Yeah, but, but like a guy, a, like a, a, but, but that's what I'm that. saying. Like a guy like that, where it's just like a Colin Sexton, Jordan Clarkson. <laughs> Jordan Clarkson. Clarkson. Go get Jordan Clarkson out of Utah. In case of emergency, Jordan Clarkson. Yep. Throw Go him get, in there and he just gets he carries you through down, down just, stretches where Giannis isn't playing. Exactly right, man. Just go get a guy that is purely motivated. On and let's not act baskets. like Clarkson hasn't been doing this in winning situations the last four years, also, right? It's not like Clarkson's just some hired gun on shitty teams. Like Utah's been a good team the last three or four years, and that and that's has been his role. So, you know, some of these guys they 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 don't contribute to winning, but obviously Clarkson. Yeah, that's actually not a bad move. I wonder what Utah would want for him. That's what they they need another guy that's a pure a, a pure bucket. I actually like that Clarkson move for them. Yeah, man, that's what they need. They need another guy that's just a pure scorer, and then they're really, really, really looking up. Because I think, to speak frankly, I think they're getting a little too comfortable with the whole Giannis thing. Like, ah, Giannis is just going to score 35, 15 boards, five assists. They need they need more scoring. Like the rest of that roster is, is very suspect. But again, Middleton's coming back, and that's twenty I know. points a night. That's fine. Get Middleton back, but then go get double and triple down every fucking year. Giannis is is doing this. That's what I'm saying. Like that. That's we. I think you, you, know can up, we, you can you can upgrade that Lopez spot as well. I think he's getting a little bit long in the tooth. You know how I feel about guys. Just like the window, you you, you get really comfy, similar to like the Packers. Super comfy. Like, oh, Rodgers is going to be around the next 10 years. We'll just pick all defenders. We won't add any offensive guys. Oh, this is averaging 15 a game. Yeah, I'm going to fucking shoot that thing, dog. <laughs> I'm going to shoot that thing. You know, shoot that thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, what a great career reinvention also by, by Brooke Lopez, man. Guy completely changed his game, and it's earned him another 10 years in the league. Easy. Go get like a... Go get like a Bogdanovich from Detroit or something. They just like, extended him. He's not. He's I know. Detroit locked him in. But like you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I know what you're like saying. One, one of those, of those guys. type of guys yeah. where it's like just call up Atlanta. Things. Atlanta's got some guys. Atlanta's got too many guys. Yeah. Um. But here's the thing, though. Let me ask you this: even as like, pres- a, as, like as, a Gary Trent Jr. or something like that, as like, presently constructed, do you see any team beating them seven games in the East with middle with a healthy Middleton? Let's go down the list. Can they beat yeah, Cleveland? I mean, will, they, will Cleveland beat them over seven games? No, probably Boston. not because they're like they're like not there yet. You know, they're like Boston, this is, they're just getting to the party. Boston would be fun, but Boston struggled with them without Middleton. Toronto, no. Atlanta, no. Philly, no. Bulls, no. Nets, no. Yeah, Heat, it's no. So they're the best team in the Eastern Conference. That's if what not, I'm saying. Double down. Not the go best get some team more in the buckets. league. Go if get not some the best more buckets. Team in the league. Go get some more buckets, and then it's, it's really a combo. So, yeah, I, I feel you. I agree with you. So, it's it's interesting. Because last time we saw them all healthy, they wanted to be a championship. So That is true. Last time we saw them healthy, they, they they won the title. So, stay tuned on that. Shout out Tyrese Maxey. Shout out Donovan Mitchell. They're doing their thing. Shout out Giannis Antetokounmpo. The man continues to get better and better every I got the Bulls, single. I got the Bulls tonight, Jabari. Yeah? What's the number? I haven't even looked. Look up the number real quick. I might go to that game. I might just go by myself. Go I might give me a single. I might go get me a single and walk. I might go get me a single and walk down the street. Yeah, but you know me, man. I don't want to sit in the fucking upper deck. I'd rather what's sit at the crib and watch on TV. Sing, what's the single? Is it a hamburger or something? Or no, 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 no. A single, a single, a single oh. ticket. 
Oh, I thought that's like a New York, like a New York. Grab me a dog. Grab me a single. The Bulls are getting one and a half. Bulls plus one and a half. Interesting. Take the over. Take. We should take all. We should take all the overs on Bulls props. Jamar, Levine, and Io. Let's don't, don't take a Pat Williams over. Vooch over. <laughs> take all that. Take Javante Green. Triple double. That's a good boy. Five, <laughs> five Javantes out there. Javante, give me five Javantes, man. I'm with it. But yeah, I might I might actually look into that, see how much the ticket is. And I can break that down, have some fun with that. But we'll see. Stay tuned. All right, man. We're out of here. For Big Nick the Quick, I'm your host, Sean Little. Make sure you subscribe. Tell the homies, man. Leave a review. That shit always helps us. You already know what time it is. We'll see y'all next week. No catch on Sports Talk Bay Chicago. Let's get it.